0: Hi friends and welcome to the Super Mom Society podcast. I'm so excited to be here. Today is the first day of our second week of daily podcasts, and this week we're going to be talking about wellness. So it is day 8 officially. It also happens to be my mom's birthday. Yay! Happy birthday, mom. Yay. And she also happens to be here as a guest speaker yet again. I flew over to California a few days ago to come and surprise her for her birthday. Luckily, she was so excited. She was, very (laughs) excited. And uh, I just thought this would be such a great opportunity to bring her on again. If you didn't have a chance to listen to the first podcast that we did together... You make sure to do go back. It is called the special guest episode. And actually, I'm going to pull it up in a second so that I can tell you the exact episode so that you can listen. It's such good inf- information and such, such incredible tools and tips for daily healthy habits from my mom's perspective, who happens to be 59 years young today. It's episode 14, day five out of the 31 days. So today is day eight of 31 days of podcasts, and we just finished an entire week talking about health. And now we're moving on to talk about wellness. And today's focus is going to be hormone-related. So actually, the last podcast I posted, I was answering some questions about sleep apnea. And one of the contributing factors to sleep apnea is dysregulated hormones. And also, if you are dealing with postpartum depression and anxiety hormones also play a huge role. And this is what I mentioned in the last podcast, that hormones play a huge role in depression and anxiety. So I'm excited to have my mom here, Dr. Lola Gershfeld, to talk to us about the importance of hormones and wellness. Now, if you don't know the difference between health and wellness, health is a body that is not diseased. It does not have disease. It's called lack of disease to be specific, and wellness is the awareness, the enlightenment, the understanding of your body and how to create optimal environment to create optimal health. So we're gonna start off with hormones and especially because this month is all about moms and we got Mother's Day just right around the corner. Why not talk about the protocols for hormones? But first, let's talk about the science and how hormones are important. Take it away, mom!
1: Well, I love this topic, Valina, and health and wellness are so important for us. When we are healthy and well, we can attend to other people's needs, we can be great super moms, we can uh, love our kids and love our partners and be there outside in the world and thrive. So I think health and wellness are so important. And the other um, the other day we talked about uh, my regiment. You asked me about the question of, you know, what do I do on a daily? How do I start my day? And I told you that I start my day with exercise, like with walking on the treadmill. Well, why does that releases and why does that help me to... Come, you know, be ready for my work day.
0: And also creates the, those are your healthy habits, right? So right. it's like yeah. your daily habits that are creating this healthy lifestyle for you. Yeah, tell exactly. us, why does it work? So
1: well, much? because uh, when we exercise, it releases endorphins. And endorphins actually reduce the level of cortisol. So if I wake up in the morning and I right away just go to my desk and start working, that creates more stress and my, my cortisol level rises up. But when I go and exercise first, and then walk on the treadmill, I have a lot of endorphins in my body. So my level of stress actually uh, does not come up so high so quickly as I'm dealing with work.
0: I like how you said exercise. <laughs> yeah, exercise. <laughs> like it just like
1: uplifted you in that moment. Absolutely, and it does. It produces endorphins, and they these are biologically um, prepared kind of uh, learning awareness like you talked about their wellness is wellness is about awareness so we can learn how to co-regulate our balance with hormones knowing what hormones we produce by what activity we do that is amazing
0: okay so there are other hormones yeah so the other thing is
1: that uh, we uh, when we eat we produce hormone called dopamine
0: so these hormones that you're talking about they're all our feel-good hormones yes Right. well uh, they increase
1: our um, good feelings right exactly uh health mm-hmm.
0: healthy uh, and hormones. they regulate and lower our cortisol stress exactly hormone. so there's exactly. actually four different kinds yeah. of hormones that make us feel good exactly. and th- there are different ways that we can produce those specific hormones without using drugs Or alcohol or get addicted to things. Yes. Well,
1: I mean, drugs and alcohol also produce dopamine, but they produce in such a big amount that our brain actually uh, gets used to this uh, high level of dopamine. So what we want is when we eat healthy foods, it produces and it releases dopamine um, in a very kind of like consistent, slow manner. Right, kind exactly. of like
0: a slow time release capsule. Yeah, it's <laughs> like when eating when you eat uh, oatmeal,
1: for example, without sugar and just eating oatmeal, it takes you, uh, it, it it lasts you a long time until you become hungry. But if you eat cereal, for example, that has lots of high sugar, you go up high, mm-hmm. which is you gain energy because that dopamine level goes whew, like a rush, of a rush of dopamine, and then it goes fast, uh, where you fall down, where you become very tired very quickly. Uh, because you have a lack of dopamine. The same thing with coffee, uh, you know, with a caffeine. Product. This is
0: why coffee makes me so happy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it does. But when we drink a lot of it, actually, it creates a lot of stress for us.
0: Now, what is a lot of it in your opinion? Because typically when I'm actually not here in California, I only drink coffee once a week. And I actually don't usually recommend people to drink coffee every single day. But um, what's a lot of it, like three or four cups, or three times a day? Well, I think it's a lot to do about your body. So awareness, again. Like when
1: you feel, when you drink a coffee, do you feel like more jittery? Mm-hmm. You know, like you suddenly feel like, oh my gosh, I have all this energy. I get or- so
0: much done when I drink
1: <laughs> coffee. It's oh, amazing. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. Suddenly I get more stress if I get, uh, you know, you have to be aware of what is happening with your body when you eat all these different
0: foods and I'm drink like, all this. I'm already the you Energizer Bunny. When I drink coffee, I'm like the Energizer Bunny that do's. A lot. (laughs) lot. Do is a doer. It's a doer. Yeah, it's a doer. You're doing a a
1: lot. Well, I remember my mother in law. She used to drink coffee. Okay, and she, um, over time. I remember her too. Yes,
0: your grandmother. My favorite. Yes. My favorite. Dr. advising grandmother.
1: grandmother so but she would tell me that over the years when she drank a lot of coffee suddenly she
0: started she, started yeah, she had to pain pain, and pain in her the her inflammation hands. right yeah. exactly
1: and one time she said that her hand started to shake like this and she and she couldn't even open her fingers well mm-hmm. she realized that it was because of coffee yeah. when she stopped drinking coffee, her, her body be balanced right so that's like awareness so you have
0: endorphins with exercise and you have dop- dopamine dopamine with food with food and okay. actually if you there's a really fantastic book for those of you who are into reading as much as i am there's a book called the pleasure trap written by a doctor alan goldhammer and he owns a fasting clinic up north in northern california And he wrote this book, and it talks a lot about the science behind how we get addicted to foods and why we get addicted to oil, sugar, salt, flour. He also doesn't ever endorse eating animal products or, um, yeah, and, and then all those four ingredients. But he talks specifically about how we actually how do we get dopamine eating some french fries for example can cause dopamine that is not healthy for us amounts dopamine amounts that are not healthy for us right and also that makes sense because if people are overweight or they gain a lot of weight in a certain period of time uh, for example like i was talking about postpartum depression a lot of people tend to eat when they are depressed or when they're feeling sad Cause they don't have the right tools which you're going to share with us yes. <laughs> you don't have to but eat I, I love that hold on one bringing... second mm-hmm. i just want to finish this mm-hmm. and um and so we do that because we are getting the dopamine yes. from the food and now you add exactly
1: well i'm glad you brought up the pleasure trap book because i uh, that's we talked about intermittent fasting Mm -hmm. You know how sometimes like Monday through Thursday or Friday, I would um, not eat all day or just drink hot tea um, until two or three o'clock in the the afternoon. Because I am trying to reduce my dopamine level Mm -hmm. or those um, synapses that um, want food, right? Like want high calorie food. Because on the weekend, I can like eat whatever I want. So um, as I do the intermittent fasting, what I notice, like Monday is the hardest day mm-hmm. for me. Because you are just telling me I am I'm, I'm, um, yearning, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I have this addiction kind of like to food. I want more food. But as I go on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, they are much easier day for me to fast. And so that's because my dopamine level kind of like reduced and
0: uh, my um, yearning for that food has reduced. But it's also very interesting when I moved to Hawaii, I like in the probably first year or so, I don't know if that it's the temperature or maybe just the environment that I'm around and maybe the stress from the divorce and separating that sort of thing. I just don't eat as much anymore. Right, right. So I have like, it's like I can eat more often, but I don't eat as much. Mm-hmm. And so I noticed that I'm just so much more satisfied satisfied, and I don't need as much food to eat. And I think that's also a really big problem in American diet is that people eat a lot of food. Right. In one meal, it is a lot of food. And even in the book, for those of you who have read or heard me read from the Mucusless Healing Diet System by Dr. Uh, Professor Arnold Errett, he also says the biggest problem, aside from the fact that we eat dairy, meat, sugar, and gluten all in the morning, which is, he says, is the worst thing you can do for your body is eat before 10 or 10.30 and all those food items, is that we are eating too much as a society. The society is just eating too much. I but it makes sense because it's releasing that dopamine that we're craving. Right, right. And just one other thing about the dopamine... There was a study done on the use of social media. So Instagram, scrolling, TikTok, YouTube, shorts, the first thing in the morning. And it said that if you use your phone to scroll the first thing in the morning, you're actually a lot less productive and focused throughout the rest of the day because you are triggering that dopamine. You know, your brain is like, all of a sudden hyperactive speed and you're releasing a ton of dopamine and then you're dissatisfied the rest of the day with everything else that you're doing. So it's a lot harder for you to focus and get things done. So it's a good idea to wait at least an hour. I even tell the kids that, well, they're not allowed to be on the phones in the morning when they're with me, but I tell the kids just wait one hour because you're actually gonna be upset and not so happy and maybe find it difficult to really like just relax when you're on your phone so early yeah early.
1: i i think those effective strategies and healthy strategies are so incredibly important for us to really understand what makes it what makes us balance yeah and that's absolutely. what you're saying like yeah we need definitely. to learn and be more aware of that's the wellness part yeah, the other awareness of how yeah. to balance our bodies and hormones in our bodies awesome so the next uh, uh hormone we talked about is through relationships and when we have connection is called oxytocin mm-hmm. and my um, yes, is my <laughs> oxytocin is released actually when people are, are in love, love mm-hmm. uh, when they make love when they breastfeed uh, that's also oxytocin mm-hmm.
0: and when we um, kiss, when
1: we kiss but um, also physical emotional connection yeah
0: intimacy that's not physical
1: it can be like emotional intimacy. Yeah, yeah, emotional connection. Even like when people work together and they really are emotionally responsive to each other, they can like be there for each other emotionally in a stra- in a time of stress or vulnerability. That releases oxytocin. I love it. Yeah, because people are not alone in those moments.
0: And it's funny because the so like if you think about. I know it's not your favorite topic talking about the universe and how you can manifest and law of attraction but you know they say like love is the more, most powerful force in the universe but it's like it makes sense if love releases oxytocin there's no other feeling in the world that releases that yeah that bonding except
1: love except love yeah and it's it has really, I think, shown, science has shown that when we have a lot of oxytocin, again, it reduces our cortisol level.
0: Mm-hmm. So we're a lot
1: yeah. less stressed. We are a lot more engaged with our prefrontal cortex, mm-hmm. where we can be more open and we responsive. Sleep we sleep better. Yeah. We are a lot more creative creative, mm-hmm. and explore the world. And we tune with others. We are tuned with others. Definitely. We can be definitely. Um, just like really recognize the facial expressions of the other person's face. We can understand what's happening. Like the other day I was talking to one of my uh, coworkers and I could just feel that was something was happening with him. Like on Zoom we were, like I noticed like he had the change of face and suddenly he turned off his camera. And I I, I said like, are you okay? What's going on? And, and he started to cry. Mm-hmm and Mm. he started like was very difficult something was happening in his uh, uh, life and he Mm -hmm. started to cry and he's like I'm so sorry I'm so embarrassed and I said you know I'm right here for you I know how difficult that is for you but when we notice when we can notice changes in our facial in other person's facial expression we can slow things down so we can be there for each other
0: so what you're saying is the awareness of your emotions, or the awareness of how other people's are people are responding or struggling in their emotions, can um, give us a signal right. where we can support people on emotional level, and then release the oxytocin. Right. right so exactly. it goes back to oxytocin, that hormone. Right. Where when we have that empathy towards others, then exactly. then they actually. Th- this is, I think, also the. You know, when we talk about de-escalating and regulating emotions, mm-hmm. in that process, we are releasing oxytocin, yes, right? Yes, exactly. So when people feel loved, yeah. right, yeah. then that oxytocin is released Yeah, exactly. and it's easy for them to calm down in times of stress Right, exactly. or be connected. It, mm-hmm. it, the same thing with
1: hugs, like you were talking about, like I tell my kids to hug and tell them, I love you, I care mm-hmm. about you, because hugs releases oxytocin. The words when we say, I love you, I care about you, you're not alone, I'm here for you, all of that creates a release of oxytocin. And all of that because our, our biggest fear is to be alone and rejected and abandoned. So by releasing this oxytocin, we actually um, we get reassured that we're not alone. I love
0: yeah. it.
1: <laughs> and then the other one? The other one is serotonin. And serotonin is when we do things together, like right now, like we're, we're recording a podcast, and <laughs> yeah. it's so exciting. Yeah, it's exciting because we feel when we accomplish things together, it releases serotonin. It's like a bonding, another bonding hormone.
0: Mm-hmm. basically
1: saying that we are stronger together. Mm-hmm. We can accomplish more things together. I have your back. You have my back. Right. Our trust really, our trust increases. And then we can feel more confident and comfortable in going out in the world and thrive. Right. So those four hormones actually are very important for, again, for a stress release. And because when we um, you know, work together or when we have children, we have to make decisions. And sometimes these decisions are very stressful for us or something uncertain happens like COVID. Mm-hmm. right? All of that stress, environment stress, is very difficult for us. So when we know we have each other's back, when we're together, we can deal with those stress a lot more
0: effectively. And also when they know they have me. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you I all... give them protocols for COVID. They don't have to worry. Mm-hmm. I give them protocols for the kids and yeah. their their health issues. Or... And
1: people are actually much more open to try those protocols because,
0: right. because they know they're not alone absolutely it's very very important i think also society teaches us that attachment is the codependency this kind of like negative perspective of being dependent on someone or being being attached
1: self-sufficient
0: and independent and independent we don't need anybody (laughs) we don't need men or we don't need women. a
1: mistake
0: huge mistake it is not that we don't need it we we're, just need to be connected in a secure yeah, way. We're not programmed in, uh, to be alone. No. no. no we Actually, can't in the class that I'm learning, it's a physics class, and the book that I was reading, the doctor was saying, and I think I even mentioned this in one of my live videos years and years and years and years ago, before humans were even on this earth, cells. Like, you know, the, the cells were just there in the universe uh-huh. and they realized that they can't survive without being together. This is how they started bonding and forming different things. Exactly. Absolutely. So from a little tiny cell and we're made up of cells, millions and trillions of cells from our head all the way down to our toes, every part of us, our skin, our blood that courses through our veins, our brain, our hair, all this is made up of cells. Absolutely. so cells that are bonded together so what does it make sense being independent or not dependent on each other or not attached or not in secure relationships you know and this is I think the miseducation, education the education that was not taught to us but this is what we're doing now which is and I think also related to food, too. We were not taught the importance of eating plants and, you know, how milk can do a lot of damage to us and how we get addicted to sugar and we get addicted to all these different foods. So it's like relearning and rewiring this new way of thinking and and what we're actually born to do. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I think that's as we continue to be more aware and see what changes we are experiencing in our bodies and our relationship as we go through all of these new tools uh we become a lot more self you know kind of uh, confident Mm -hmm. in continuing on and
0: teaching others and giving this to our children this is the best gift To everyone. To everyone. Well, so one of the things that I wanted to talk also about on this podcast was physical sensations, right? So how do we, because we can exercise and get endorphins and we can eat and create dopamine and we can love and have oxytocin and we can create bonding moments with, with our coworkers, with our family, with our partner, with our children. But what about when we do have some disruption force? and we have maybe a disconnection or a conflict, to become aware of the things that we're doing that make us feel good, it is also just as important to become aware of the things that don't make us feel good, right? Because I feel like in those conflicts, that's when you learn what you don't like (laughs) or what happens to you in those conflicts. And then you can see what works for you and creates all those good hormones, right? So tell us a little bit about like physical sensations and the importance of that.
1: Well, I, I think one of the things that we learn from science is that the the when we get disconnected in our relationships, where we feel stress in our body, there's a part of our brain that goes into panic. And in that moment, that's called the separation distress. In that moment, we start to feel stress in our body. So our stomach hurts or our... Or our um, chest hurts hurts, or our head hurts and what we know now is that when we when our chest for example hurts that means we feel fear
0: Mm -hmm. you know our
1: heart start to kind of like race and it's sometimes it's sometimes it starts to like or burn or burn in your in your your chest or somebody's like stamping on your chest that's like heavy yeah heavy heavy Mm -hmm. that means there's some fear is happening Mm-hmm. Uh, when we have stomach ache that means that there's some shame, shame embarrassment yeah. mm-hmm. um, that's so like pit like, in the stomach and that means like you have a burning sensation or you have a knot in your stomach or you have a, a rock in your stomach all of that is connected to the feeling of shame
0: mm-hmm.
1: and with your, uh, for example, with your shoulders or your head, like your head is exploding or you have these heavy shoulders that is sadness so one of the things that we know is that underneath every experience we have these three feelings fear, sadness or shame Mm -hmm. so when we are aware of our bodily sensation we can articulate and identify those emotions quicker and we can slow things down because um, body speaks, it's like when we feel emotions, body turns the recording button
0: Mm-hmm. You know, it turns
1: the recorder on.
0: So this is interesting because it um, correlates so much with health as well. The importance of becoming aware of your bodily sensations or maybe pain that you're experiencing in the time that you feel distressed or you feel disconnected or you feel like you're in a fight or an argument. We call it disconnection. I like the word dilemma that's my favorite word for it. When we feel those things and we become of those body, we become aware of those bodily sensations that is also also directly related to our health, the health of our organs. So when the body is pressing the record button, so our cortisol levels increase exponentially when we experiencing those feelings and we experience pain in our chest and our shoulders and our stomach and we don't actually speak, identify or express them and so uh, then what happens is it records and it stays and it's got nowhere to go. It's like when you eat a lot of packaged processed foods and you're trying to get rid of toxins, they get stored in the liver and the kidneys and then it's like if you eat too much of that stuff, it gets so overwhelmed that the kidneys fail and the, the, the liver no longer functioning and it can no longer filtered toxins and then the your health deteriorates. Well, the same thing with emotions. Emotions get stored in different parts of the body. And actually one of the doctors too in my school said emotions are more contagious than a virus. Yeah. I, because I, you I can, believe it. Within ahead. within milliseconds yeah. you can sense someone's emotions by exactly. the tone of voice, by the change in their facial, you can even sense the energy. You can do it in a text right yeah, you could do it in a text you absolutely. can know sometimes you think of me and you call me you know and you know there's something maybe something is, you're not feeling something is right or something like that you know we feel that
1: oh we are co-regulators of each other's emotions and yeah. you said something very important uh, not i want to point out you said that when we have this cortisol level and i want to add for a long period of time yes that is when the illness starts to yep, occur and absolutely. i, I, I worked with people who have told me i can't sleep at night yeah i'm disconnected with my manager i'm disconnected right, right. with my team so and, and i have High all these pressure, health, pressure, health health
0: that i have never had before right oh so it's exactly real for us. it's, it's so real for us. and it's i like how correlated it is and mm-hmm. i wanted to add to that too is that you know if we don't have the tools we don't know them luckily we have them <laughs> we have the way out it just takes practice and understanding how to use those tools effectively just like using essential oils and using your supplements and using excellent eating, eating lifestyle and using this emotional connection process and being able to connect and, and bond together and exercising and you know all these different tools that help create an excellent life We have these. We just have to learn them. We have to put in the time to practice. Yeah, it takes
1: practice. Like you said, it it has to be a daily habit. It's practice. But it's also need a support system like you. Well, right Right. here. Well, this is why we're doing podcasts every day for 31 days. So you can tune in. People need a support system to consciously uh,
0: know they're not alone. You're not
1: alone, friends.
0: You're not alone. You're not alone. (laughs) We're right here with you. Well, thank you so much for joining. Happy birthday. Thank Happy you. Happy birthday to you. Woo. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Woo. Okay. Well, thank, thank you, you so much listeners. And I so very much appreciate your loyalty and your constant support. Remember, you can follow us in all the social media platforms. If you'd like more information on how to use the emotional connection process in your workplace, My mom has written an incredible book called Emotional Connection in the Workplace. You can find it on Amazon. And actually, instead of searching there, go to her website, emcleaders.com. Follow her on Instagram at emcleaders. She's also on LinkedIn. Make sure to connect with her. And remember, stay awesome. Bye.